0: The
1: views and opinions of this program do not necessarily reflect those of Radius Communications Incorporated.
2: Basement to your ears in compliance with Memo EX 1063. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On this week's meeting items, components, elements, stuff, homelessness, topics, all that and possibly more. This meeting is now in session.
3: doing i i want to apologize to any of the poor folk who are listening to this meeting i've been not well that's why i had to miss last week's meeting and uh my fingers don't know how to push buttons anymore apparently that's that's
2: okay i was here for last week's meeting but i spoke exclusively in an ultrasonic voice oh yeah and uh, yeah huh and nobody but like dogs and prairie dogs and whatnot could hear me
3: right so
2: highly entertained though
3: funny because the reviews online are that that was like the most beloved episode in the last like six months
2: i i got out the vote the, yeah the, the the animal vote yeah
3: yeah this is the best show of queen city prima bureau ever and i am not a dog that's signed. spot <laughs> also the uh you could
2: you could tell like the typos it was clearly yeah. like typed out with a couple of paws yeah yeah but that's um, neither
3: here nor there. So, we should so have a meeting. Okay. How do those start? I don't remember.
2: Um, they generally start with attendance. Hmm.
3: Excellent. Let's do that.
2: Okay. Well, on um, this week's uh, meeting, attending are, get this, you're going to love it, Amor Gaydon and Dalen Peixin, stars of CBC's newest regional TV show, GTHers. Really? Yes.
3: I can't wait to watch that. That sounds like my kind of television.
2: Well, what happens when we take Canada's hottest new stars from Toronto and put them in an intentional community with Russell Peters as the evil overlord? (laughs) Wacky hijinks. Sounds great. It it is. I'm not sure if it's a drama, a comedy, or a reality show, but I think CBC isn't sure either. Yeah.
3: So... Yeah. That yeah. sounds part b- for the course, for the CBC. <laughs> it
2: rather does.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but I, d- I don't see them here, though.
3: No, nobody's, like, throwing their hands up. Um, Will this be shot at the uh, soundstage?
2: Uh, yeah, well, actually, apparently they're dissembling the soundstage and dumping it in the GTH. So they'll oh, really? A- yes. For added yeah. verisimilitude all around.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess it uh, looks like they'll be forced to live on uh, rats and... Uh, your hay, rats and hay. Yes, that's a very balanced yeah. diet. I know. Yeah, and and whatever People are falls, living like
3: kings out of the uh, GTH
2: Telling me, and whatever happens to fall out of the truck from the, from that hub of transportation. Right. Yeah.
3: Not a whole lot. No. no. Um,
2: oh, actually, hold on here. hmm I know why Amor and Dalen and aren't here. I've kind of mixed up the letters a bit. Oh no. So it should be Aiden Morgan and Paul Duchene.
3: I'll claim Paul Deschaine. You can take aiden Morgan.
2: Okay, I'm sold. All right. You know that this makes sense. I mean, I mean, CBC wouldn't have the likes of us anyway. No. So yeah. Too bad. I know. I know they're missing Their out. Loss. they're you're lost. They're your loss, CBC.
3: Yeah.
2: Also, your move.
3: How are things? How oh, are things
2: you are, things you, are good. Are you holding up okay? I'm holding up okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all right.
2: What's on um, what's on our what's on our agenda? Are there We have shenanigans. So much
3: stuff. We such? have shenanigans. You know, before we get to the shenanigans, I want to I want to just start with like a couple like public service announcement-y type things that I've got here before we get to the real shenanigans, the real mm-hmm. the real hullabaloo, right? From this week.
2: Also, um shenanigans, I think should now be called the Oh,
3: or like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel much better about that. Mm-hmm. Uh Hot news, hot news, hot, hot, hot news out of the city. (laughs) You know how they introduced that uh, free transit to Rough Rider Games last year?
2: Oh, yeah, so where you go to Rough Rider Game for free.
3: Yeah, well, you can get there, you can, and if you're really tall, and you can, like, look over top of all the stands, you could go to a Rider Game for free. Sweet. But, um, no, but this is just so that you can just get to the Rider Games on a city bus. For nothing, you just like there are like special shuttles that would take you from various shopping malls and other like points sure. of, you know, Regina interest. Points of ingress. Yes. Yeah. You get on a bus, and they don't charge you, and they take you to the Rough Rider game. You can go there. You can do whatever it is that people, whatever whatever hijinks, people yeah. get up to at a Rough Rider game. You can you can get up to them take as high as you want.
2: Yeah, they take that. You. This is code because. What happens is people take weird drugs at Rough Rider Games. Mm-hmm. We don't actually have a football team. We don't. No. People yeah. just go there and they just get like like wired to the gills. Yeah,
3: we just have a collective hallucination of a football team. Exactly. And they're the best football that's, team. Yeah.
2: I mean they've won the Great Cup twice. I mean that's pretty good for a non existent team. No
3: kidding. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe three times now. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, when you're all like stoned on your rider drugs. Yeah. You and the game is done. Everybody's like coming down. Yep. And whatever happens afterwards, and you need you need Fritos, you can get back on a bus and it will take you back to where your car is. And hopefully, everything will have worn off by the time you get <laughs> to the park and ride spot. Cool.
2: Yeah. yeah but, or your parents
3: will pick you up there. Whatever.
2: But the money you spent on jerseys and other merchandise is still real. Yeah. Like that. That still comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Nobody's covering that for you. Well, anyways, that was hugely popular. Like, way more popular than they thought it would be. Cool. Um,. The predicted ridership last year, and they were like, they were like, okay, you, you could tell when they said we were predicting this many people, they are like, I don't know, this seems like a lot. Right. Uh, they were predicting 3,000 people per game would be taking this free transit to the games. Turned out 6,600. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty extraordinary. And so what they've done is uh, they've decided to up the number of transit hours available, for rider games from 155 hours last year to 355 hours this year. So they've more mm-hmm. than doubled the amount of transit will be provided to rider games. Um, and this is not going to be on your tax bill. You will not be paying mm-hmm. a penny for this. You're not only not paying for it when you get on the bus, but you're not paying for it in a sort of like larger, Round more sort of edge. holistic yeah. sense. Yeah, because uh, last year, the uh, Rough Riders paid $165,000 to supply this busing mm-hmm. for you to their games. Yeah, it's good. This year, they're willing to pay up to $372,000. Well, $372,600. $372,600. Oh, no. They threw in an extra 600 bucks. They did. They, they
2: didn't have to do that. No, they That's didn't. For the fans. Yeah. the uh, fans. Yeah. Actually, I can see why it's popular. I mean, uh, there, there's there's long been a bit of a... I don't know. A little bit of a stigma. A little bit of an issue around taking the bus in Regina. Mm-hmm. People associate it with being sort of, uh, you know, undercard, yeah. frankly, and, and you know, uh, being lower class or whatever, whatever yeah. have it.
3: Something like a bombers fan would do. Yeah, like some yeah. Kind of
2: dirty bombers fan, like s- sliming around a bus. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, this is great because you get, like, a bunch of people together. Yeah. And they're all, they're sort of going to an event. And there's a party-ish atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um This recalls our party bus IRT from some time oh. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're not having to deal with parking. It is a dandy idea. Yeah. And a great use of public transit.
3: Yeah. And a great way to get people uh, to love transit, to enjoy transit and see it. And, you know, I, I hear tales that children go to football games. And uh, so this is a good way to get, like, kids used to the idea that taking public transit is, uh, you know, a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, t- I tell you, I met some riders at the Italian Star Deli.
3: Uh, no. What kind of riders? Of the Purple Sage variety? <laughs> no, of the football club variety. Oh, really? Uh, I thought they were mass hallucinations. Eh? I, I I take the drugs, too. Oh, okay, good. So, well. And
2: uh, they, uh, this may shock you, but they were larger than me. Really, they were cartoonishly large people. They didn't seem real. They were wearing normal clothes. That made it even weirder because they—they they, they were just like, "Here I am in a jacket and jeans and a, you know a pair of shoes." But I'm like, "Where do you get your clothes?" Yeah. There's, like these people are gigantic, and they're—they're they're buying stuff and saying, "Hey, this is just like Delhi back in Brooklyn where I'm from." I'm like, "This is—it was just like psychically like." Disorienting.
3: Now you know how, like, the Greek peasants who lived at the base of Mount Olympus would feel mm-hmm. when, you know, the Olympian gods would come down to buy, like, olives and pea right. bread. And, you know, they would, like, m- you know, Thor, not Thor, sorry. <laughs> we Thor. He was visiting.
2: He's on exchange. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And Hercules yeah. and uh, <laughs> Zeus would, like, come down, like, you know, and like. Jesus.
2: Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like there it's like summer camp for the gods. Yeah. They come down to the market to get some olives? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah,
3: Greek holiday of the gods. Mm. I, yeah, I think that was written by Homer. <laughs> Greek holiday of the
2: gods. I, I I really, I really, really like this idea.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to read a comic book of that actually. Me
2: too. Just just hanging out. Um Watchmen Babies V for Vacation This comes to mind on yeah. there. But anyway.
3: All right. Uh, so yeah, that is that's just passed the community uh, community service community and protective uh, community and protective services committee uh, considered that this week, and uh, so that still has to go to city council for final ratification. I can't imagine they're going to say no to that because it's just too good of an idea.
2: Now ratification, yes. I Always assume that that is the process by which they turn something into a rat. Um, yeah. Okay.
3: Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, and then they let it loose. Yep. And. If it makes its way out of the building, it becomes a bylaw.
2: Yes, exactly. Yep. If however the cats get it first, yep. that are there like that they're you know then then the bylaw becomes catified.
3: Yes. Yes. And then that's the end of it. Cathexis. Yep. Uh, other big transit news. <laughs> please please There's don't. more. Please <laughs> there's more. I wrote it down, so I'm gonna <laughs> tell you about it. <laughs> Arcola Express. We now have a new route, a new bus route, okay. route number 60. Okay. It's replacing Route 14. It's doing a whole bunch of other stuff. It's an express route. It's going to be free, so it's brand new. So they're going to make it free from April 30th to May 4th. It's like a free transit palooza. Wow. In well, gonna, today's gonna, Queen City Improvement Bureau.
2: I'm going to take that. You should. I'm going to take that route, like, f- those, all those days.
3: It will take Back you from the Sandra Schmerler Leisure Center to Regina's downtown, just like...
2: That. Okay.
3: Super fast.
2: Well, that was not exactly on my normal route.
3: Yeah. Well, but if you ever find yourself but at the Sandra Schmoller Center, and I'm like, and be like, how am I going to get downtown? Right. Sixty Express. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And make okay. sure you do it at the end of April or the beginning of May, and then you get to go for free. Time to put that catapult away and take the bus. Yeah. And it runs from uh, the new neighborhood, Greens and Gardener, which is in the southeast. Mm-hmm. And It's sort of like it starts it's like this a weird route it starts it's like this little like spiral. this is a little little dooly doop spiral hmm. in Greensstone Gardener and like it shoots up like it it's like it it slingshots around Greenon Gardener right. the gravity well of Greenstone Gardener and then it shoots off Arcola oh. Avenue to the northwest and it just goes like whoosh across town and it gravity assist gets like picked yep. up by downtown stops oh, I, I corner spider
2: yeah, back in. Yeah. You are making this sound a little more exciting than I think it is, but... Uh, I
3: like transit. Yep, clearly. Love the transit. Yep. Yep.
2: So what's that? What else? What's That's, it. else? That's, That's it.
3: That's it. Well, you know, I should mention that we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio.
2: Correct.
3: And I'm Paul. You're yeah, Aiden.
2: I'm, I'm Aiden.
3: Yeah, we established that earlier. And we're here. We're here. To uh, tell you about stuff. Oh, hey, Aiden, you know what's coming up? There's more stuff coming up that we got to talk about.
2: I, I don't even know what it is, so tell you me. You know
3: what's coming up yes. this Saturday at 3 o'clock? Do tell. Oh, wow. it's oh, really to There over the thing. There he is. Oh. Wow. Seven projects. Wow. 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 It's going to be our honeymoon. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah wow right great amazing let's got a shoe shine wow flippers and all wow wow so yeah wow. This, this uh is a nice boat. Pro- wow i swear i got screwed on this saturday
3: three like, o'clock like is stare at the capitol point hole and say wow like owen wilson
2: that is fantastic i, I will be there
3: will you yeah oh, that's yeah. my plan i will be there so three o'clock be there or be the not cool Owen Wilson... Or Wilson uh, Brothers, sorry. Yes. Yeah, what is his name? Does he even have a name anymore? It's um, like he dropped off the face of the earth.
2: Yeah, well, I think he had to, like, uh, after...
3: It's like Zeppo Wilson.
2: Yeah, no, he had a name, and then he had to, like... Yeah, it was revoked.
3: Hmm. Okay, so anyways...
2: I'm forbidden from saying it.
3: You know, there was, like, a moment few weeks ago where i was like a little bit worried about this event because uh as you know capital point the whole downtown uh we've been waiting for years it was supposed to be completed in 2012 and it is now 2018 and is it's been like a hole there and uh the city demanded that they check with their engineers to see you know if, if it can stay a hole much longer, right. their engineers said, look, you guys have to like come up with a plan to do something with this, and if you don't have a plan to us by the end of April, you have to backfill this hole. This is their engineers telling them this. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a work plan together for their own engineers, so the engineers said, you guys got to fill that in. The city followed that advice and issued an order, a legal demand, a decree from the city saying, you've got to backfill that hole because you... you didn't you do can't, anything to it. Yeah you, can't,
2: yeah, you can't let a hole just be. Hole, no. Holes are dangerous if you yeah. don't...
3: Yep, yeah, anybody can them. walk into that. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and the it's just it's kind of embarrassing.
2: Buildings could fall into it. Trash could fill it.
3: Yeah. Yes. So then along comes, you know, Mary, some people. Yep. Uh, and they're going to do this this event. This, mm-hmm. uh, let's stare at the Capitol Point hole and say, wow, like Owen Wilson. And... Um, our friend Paula, who was on the show several weeks ago, who's organized this, um, and again I've forgotten her last name because I stink. I'm sure it's in my notes somewhere, but oh, allow me to continue. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so I'm worried. You know what happens if they backfill it really promptly? What if they get like right on this and then there's no hole to stare at and say, "Well, wow, like Owen Wilson." Well, that's not what's going to happen. Phew. Yeah, there will still, rest assured, there will be a hole there. This Saturday, For the wowing of us, mm-hmm. because the city received a press release, or the city received notice, notification from the Ministry of Government Relations that an appeal was filed. So to this order. not
2: fill in the hole.
3: Yes. So Westgate Properties Limited. Now these are the original owners and potential, like arguably still the owners of this whole project. This is all on them. They apparently lodged an appeal with the provincial government saying, yeah, we don't want to fill that hole whereas you're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to build Capital Point, I swear. And uh, So we're not going to fill this hole in like we've been ordered. Uh, so yeah, that um, that came on Wednesday. That came like yesterday that the city put out this notification. So clearly there's no plan by Westgate slash Fortress Real Development, who seemed to be the lead on this project and all the other previous press. Right. Um, the Fortress... Uh, informed the Leader Post uh, also on Wednesday that, uh, quote, the team will continue to work towards a resolution with the city which will allow this project to move forward towards completion. Apparently, the Ministry of Government Relations has said that uh, a public hearing date is going to be set and then the appeal board will review the appeal and render a written decision within 30 days. Now, what I'm not entirely clear on is whether, you know, it's within 30 days of the public hearing date or if it's within 30 days of, you know, like yesterday. Yeah. So we don't we don't know, and I don't know how long it's going to take them to set a public hearing date. But you know, if the engineer wanted this hole filled by the end of May, I would hope that we would you know have some like speed behind this whole process. That we're not going to like just let this hole because there's temporary shoring in that hole. Exactly. It was never meant to be a hole forever, and uh, so you know there's no guarantee that it's going to be safe for all time. Nobody has said that it won't be, but no guarantees that it won't be. That It will be anyway, so it's Paula Krasny and wil is uh doing the event tomorrow right uh, you you got to be you got to wonder why is why is Westgate and fortress you know beating this dead horse you know they've they've now been like forced their arms being twisted to fill the hole they they really haven 't seemed too keen to actually build anything in the hole no. so why not say hey that's it you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll fill it in and then you know maybe. A few years from now, we'll dig it back out again. Yeah, whatever.
2: I mean, at this point, I think they're going to build Capital Point out of like tongue depressors and toothpicks. But yeah. you know, still they can build. How about the bricks from uh, Weston's Bakery?
3: Oh yeah. yeah, those are like sitting there unused. I know. Yeah,
2: just just take those and either fill in the hole with them or build Capital Point with them.
3: Or or another Weston Bakery. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, we could use a bakery. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? A bakery downtown? Yeah. Weston Bakery downtown? I would love that. I bet you if you bought all those bricks, you could put Weston Bakery back together again like it's a puzzle.
2: (laughs) That's right. Instead of of standing around kind of uselessly saying, wow, like a Wilson, we could build a bakery. Get on that, Paula. Yeah,
3: Paula. Well, there might be a little bit of a clue from some news the week before as to why this appeal is being, you know, uh, why Why Westgate's made this appeal. Okay. Uh, last Thursday, no, sorry, the 13th, I don't know what day that was, uh, late last week, the RCMP's white-collar crime team carried out six search warrants in Toronto of office buildings. Uh, they would not say who specifically they were, whose offices they were raiding, but, you know, eagle-eyed news hawks out in Toronto noticed that it was the buildings in which Fortress Real Development people behind Capital well, Point have their offices.
2: The plot back thickens.
3: And the RCMP, it was their integrated market enforcement team and they were able to confirm that the RCMP's integrated market enforcement team carried out these six search warrants and it was related to an investigation into the syndicated mortgage frauds. Uh, syndicated mortgages are what Fortress has been using to fund Capital mm-hmm. Point's non-development
2: Seems to me that they are funding more Fortress Real than than, than Capital Point.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take a look at the um, at the uh, land, uh, the land title for the site of Capital Point, there is a big long list of mortgages that have an interest in that land, hmm. and these are all of these syndicated mortgages that they have sold to people in Ontario. Now, syndicated mortgage is. Uh, usually if you get a mortgage, it's from a bank, which has a big chunk of money that it can give little bits out to small people who want to build things or to corporations that want to build big things. Uh, a syndicated mortgage is where you get a whole bunch of small people to invest little bits of money into a big pool of money, which is then used to fund something. So, somebody, so it's basically Fortress is taking out a mortgage with a whole bunch of small investors that they're going to then use to build projects they claim to have funded several projects with these things in the past capital point is one that they said they would fund uh some element of the development with these syndicated mortgages but they have been on the radar uh sorry syndicated mortgages have been on people's radar for a long time as like a very easy avenue through which fraud can be committed uh yeah um and in fact uh back in february uh the financial post reported that a financial uh, regulator the financial regulator in ontario had uh, revoked um, Building Development and Mortgages Canada, Inc. and Vince Petroza, co-founder of Fortress Real Developments, it, they'd taken away their ability to sell mortgages uh-huh. because of suspicion oh. that the, the uh, investments that they were selling were not, uh, were not working. And so they put those, they put those mortgages that those guys had sold into the hands of a third party and so these two organs that had been selling mortgages for Fortress Real Development, or had been organizing mortgages for Real, uh, Fortress, uh, lost their uh, right to do that. So on the east, out east, Fortress is facing the RCMP, and their business crime cops who are saying, we don't think your syndicated mortgages are on the up and up. Meanwhile, here in Regina, there is Capital Point, which has been funded by these syndicated mortgages, which is looking very much like not a development and very much like just a place to sit mortgages so that Fortress can, like, take a whole bunch of mortgage money from people in Ontario and use it to fund. They are actually building something in Toronto, so.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Right, so they do have a development in Toronto that they're putting up. Um, so people are buying mortgages to fund the development of Capital Point and uh, are providing mortgages for that. And uh, they're not getting enough money to do all their various projects. So anyways, they have to make sure, this is my suspicion, Capital Point has to look like a viable, forward-going project because if it's got an order to be backfilled and there's no confidence in the city that it's going to get built. That's going to look very bad for them when they're facing the RCMP and potentially the courts in Ontario. So, meanwhile, on the Fortress Real Development Twitter feed, as of today, uh, there's lots of talk about GTA condo markets. and um, But there's absolutely nothing, despite all of the big developments at Capital Point and around... Um, Uh, things that are going to be happening here in Regina. No mention of Regina, no mention of Capitol Point for the last month. And the top item is how to upgrade your condo balcony in their Fortress newsletter.
2: Wow, not how to live in a condo that doesn't exist because it's a gigantic hole in the ground for
3: the last six years. Right. And you know, nothing, they don't even like have the courtesy to mention the uh, stare at the Capitol Point hole and say, "Wow, like Owen Wilson event. Yeah, that's true. You know, they could have like shot a little bit of you know, some, like, a little bit of media love, yeah, far away. Yeah, just a little But no.
2: I, yeah. They, 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 clearly they don't understand viral marketing.
3: No. 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 Anyways, not the greatest neighbors. No. No. Okay, so anyways, 3 o'clock this Saturday, go stare at Capitol Point Hall. Say, well.
2: Cool. I wonder if the police will be out in full riot
3: gear. Yeah, I doubt it. I bet they're, like, they'll, they'll be, like, standing arm in arm. <laughs> with Paula and Co. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, I plan to be there. Um, Me too. I, I hope you will be there. I'll be there. there. Yeah, be there. right on.
2: Okay, anyways. So I'll be saying wow backwards.
3: <laughs> Good. Yeah. So, uh, moving on with the agenda to um, innovative revenue tools.
2: Oh, yeah. No. Do we have I, anything this week? Yeah, I was reading up on innovative revenue tools because I couldn't remember what they were. Oh, yeah? Uh, and I thought to myself... What a great idea to come up with tools for generating revenue in an innovative fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it turns out they're innovative revenue tools. Um, well, yes, I do have an innovative revenue tool. Right on. And, uh, and as usual with this revenue tool, I must pose you some questions. Hit me. Paul Duchesne, do you like to look?
3: I love to look. Do you like to listen? Love that. I love listening Okay, well then, do you like to lottery? I do Not as much as looking and listening Unless there's like, unless, you know, like the odds are spectacularly wickedly awesome Right,
2: well, how about, what if I were to tell you there is a lottery involving looking and listening in which the odds are spectacularly awesome Oh, really? Yeah Tell me more well, wow. it is the Look and Listen Lottery, and that is from CJTR, the station on which we broadcast our meetings. It's an important station fundraiser, it gives you the opportunity, that's you, the listener, as well as you, Paul, to buy tickets to win a grand prize trip of your choosing to one of these four great destinations. Paul, what are these four great destinations? Uh,
3: Charlottetown, PEI.
2: That is one of them.
3: Quebec City, Quebec.
2: That is another one of them. Uh, New York, New York. That is also another one of
3: them. San Francisco, California? That is the last of them. I could go to any one of those cities? Yeah. If I'm a winner? If you're a winner, yep. Flights paid for, accommodations
2: are paid for. Really? And you get $500 spending cash.
3: I can think of so many ways I could spend $500 in any one of those towns.
2: I would buy a $500 money clip. And put my cash in. Oh, darn. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is the first prize. Um, the second prize is a $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Wagen Record Travel to go mm-hmm. anywhere you like in the world, not off world, though. Uh, the third prize Regina Folk Festival Experience two weekend passes to the 2018 festival in August. Lots you of great know, people showing up this year.
3: Yeah, it's always the third thing you mention when you talk about the look and listen lottery, but that's the one I would want. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you want to be third. Maybe I want to come in third.
2: Lottery tickets are only, they're only 20 bucks each. That's, think, that's yeah. a bargain. Like think about that. Like you get a trip, like thousands of dollars minimum, or even a thousand bucks or like a couple of tickets to the, to the uh, folk festival, which mm-hmm. is a couple hundred, $20 each. And there's only 1,200 tickets. That means your odds of winning are, at minimum, one in 1,200.
3: Right. Buy two tickets is one in 600.
2: Exactly. Just and if you keep on going in that fashion, pretty soon you'll have bought 1,200 tickets.
3: Right. And we will thank you for that. Oh. You'll be a hero of the station if you buy 1,200 tickets.
2: will. will give you like a whole. We'll buy you like a, a costume, like a hero's costume mm-hmm. from like a costume store. Yeah. Um, anyway, the tickets can be purchased online, um, and the, dr- the draw will occur at nine a.m. on Friday, May fourth. So we've still got a little time to soon get your though. tickets in soon. But don't don't delay. Don't sit on your laurels uh, if you have them, or your thumbs, or your thumbs, or your butt. Talks. Don't sit on those. Um, tickets can be purchased online at cjtr.ca/donate, or you can drop into CJTR's offices at eleven o two Eighth Avenue. Or you can call the station, 306-525-7274. Again, 306-525-7274. That's during regular office hours, Monday through Friday. Also, you can find us on Twitter, at QueenCityIB, and we will hook you up with tickets and we'll make you a certificate. Yep. We don't know what it will be, but you will get... An official QCIB certificate
3: of some sort. Of some sort. It'll be awesome.
2: It will. I'll, I'll even make the logo. Uh
3: huh. You a promise. Will.
2: Anyway, so if you don't do that, what what good are you in this life?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And what good are you to us?
2: More precisely. So that is the look and listen lottery, and I think it's a great deal, and you should buy tickets to it because I don't know, a little bit of money from you. A, pretty good chance of winning something awesome
3: yeah all right well thanks for that and thanks everybody who has already bought tickets to the look and listen lottery because you're keeping us uh on the radio Mm -hmm. and uh but now we're going to move on to some other little ways that the city or the the city the radio station raises some revenue
1: hi i'm local blogger kenton Dion. did you know several secret societies such as the ancient order of united workmen brotherhood of american yeomen Sons of England, Sons of Scotland, and the Loyal Order of the Moose were involved in the initial creation and planning of Regina. It's a Regina Fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, kentandyoung.com and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All
3: right, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools
2: Excellent, and, uh, and as always, a great City of Regina fact from Kenton Diong. Yeah,
3: thanks for that, Kenton. Thank you, Kenton. And
2: it's, of course, it's time for our weekly Kenton Diong fact. Light on me. Well, this may, this one may shock you a bit. We've always assumed, because we think we know Kenton, I mean, we've had him in the studio and everything, we've always assumed that he lives in Regina.
3: Yep. And
2: that assumption is wrong. Where does he live? He lives in the crystal city in the clouds above Regina, oh, where place. he watches us like from above.
3: No wonder he knows so much about our city. Exactly. Huh. He sees it from a whole other perspective.
2: Yeah. That's how he sees all like those facts. He doesn't research them. He's seen them happen.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, moving along to the next item on our agenda.
2: Apparently, it's very cold up there, though. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No wonder his nipples are always so hard when he comes to visit.
2: I don't want to say anything. Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. Um, last night was the Regina uh, homelessness point-in-time count. Uh, that was an opportunity for 250-plus volunteers to go out on the streets and uh, see how many homeless people there were out there, mm-hmm. uh, find out um, a little bit about their stories, uh, to be used as data for things like uh, our planned end homelessness that uh, the city is working on right now with partners like the YMCA. Uh, Yeah, I went to it last night. I was one of the volunteers on the street. And I took that opportunity to interview some of the people about the point in time count, why they were there, why it was important to them, and what they got out of it. I've bundled all those interviews together, and I thought I would play them now for you. Please do. Okay.
0: was someone that uh, experienced
4: uh, youth homelessness.
0: Thank you guys all for coming out. This turnout is amazing. Um, As you all know now, I struggled with youth homelessness from the ages of 16 to 18, on and off. That time when I was living it did not feel very long whatsoever, Um, but the effects were long-term. And there's still things I struggle with to this very day from being homeless. The people that I left behind are my main concern. There's a lot of people that are still struggling with homelessness that were homeless with me, and they're all stuck, like I was, stuck in the struggle, stuck in the addictions and mental health issues, stuck on the street. And here we are today, trying to get these people unstuck. And to me, that's amazing. Uh, I'm so honored to be able to work with all of the people that worked so hard to get me off of the street and seeing all the progress that we have made from the time that I was 16 until the time that now. Uh, we're slowly getting there, and that's really all we can ask for. Uh, thank you all for coming out and volunteering for the 2018 Kick Count.
5: dog okay this is i know you got there it is bud there it is there's my grandson he's yeah. at six so right off the garage so it's a half right this way and then it's half this way we bowled one corner we're bowling the second corner so i put balloons in the front of my house this week nice oh is the winter getting to you oh no it, um life is i made these cookies for those cookies i made yeah. them for the count so i did 225 of them so far <laughs>
3: can i and ask I didn- you a couple questions about.
5: Tonight? oh sweetheart you ask me whatever you want to ask me. okay
3: okay uh, so quickly, could I get your name?
5: Um, uh, Wendy Weiss. I also go by Lil the Bag Lady. Lil the Bag Lady. Lil the Bag Lady.
3: Why are you here tonight for the pick count?
5: because um, this frickin' province is sad. And the homeless community needs help. Sorry, my eyes have to close because I'm speaking from my heart. Through my journey, it allowed me to, or made me go downtown and start to see the sadness and to see the addiction and stuff. And I needed to do something. So I started doing my own initiative. I ordered T-shirts and doing what I can do. Uh, what I do is about once a week, I take... Uh, hugs and kisses, and I hug and kiss people downtown, and I bake cookies. I do 60 a week. Tonight I did 225. These ones say you count, and usually they say live and love. That's where I get Lil. Um, So I'm here at headquarters doing what I can to try to make people notice the people that are huh. so this is my main shirt. Live and love aware.
3: Well in the end we have like two hundred and seventy people who are coming out. There's like more a lot more people than the I know, first time, so. and
5: I'm so grateful and from the last time but it just sucks that everybody in the city it sucks that we have to do this count. Why are we counting our, our, our people who, who need the most help? You need the most help so we're gonna count you. That's why the cookies say, you count, because I want them to understand that they count. They matter. They mean something. And somebody needs to listen to them.
3: Hi, could I get your name? Catherine Haynes. Hey, Catherine. So uh, is this your first time doing the uh, pit count? It is, yes. Yeah. Do you have any idea, what, like, what to expect?
5: Uh, I've read all the material. Um, I'm a little nervous because uh, you're going into a potential situation where... You're not really sure what you're going to be up against or who you're going to uh, meet. Um, I'm optimistic, though. I have a really big team that I'm with this evening, so I'm fairly certain that we'll be safe and yeah. and be able to work
3: together, and hopefully we we get some surveys. Sandra? Okay. Uh, Sandra, have you done this before? Were you at the last pick count?
6: I'm not here in Regina. I did it in Vancouver.
3: So you have a pretty good idea of what to expect tonight? Yes, I do. Yeah. I
6: do. I'm, I'm um, looking forward to it.
3: Why do you think this is important for people to do?
6: I think people need to do this to remind themselves that they are lucky they have a roof over their house. They have money in their bank account. Because when you come from a privileged lifestyle, you don't see that. And when you volunteer for organizations or or, um, things like this, it really opens your eyes and makes you see life a little bit differently.
3: Whereabouts are you going to be uh, working tonight?
6: Centennial Mall, Um, Value Village. I don't have any qualms about walking around, um, introducing myself to people because I often walk around downtown just to check on my late father's friends and see how they're doing If they need any services or anything then i try to provide that for them
3: uh, can i ask about your father like
6: yeah my father was um gave up on life um chose to move to the streets um i moved back here in 2014 And before I moved here, they told me that the police had found him sleeping underneath a tree. Oh, sorry. So um, he was put back in his care home. I moved home. I took care of him for the last four months of his life, and he passed away.
3: I'm sorry to hear that. That's
6: okay. That's okay. But my life's an open book because there's nothing to be ashamed or afraid of saying because Regina needs to open its eyes to see what is really happening here and how it's... It's a, it's a city of us and them. It's not about equal opportunity. It's more about we are this people and we okay. are this people.
7: Thank you
3: very much.
6: Thank you. I'll see
3: you later, Sandra. <laughs> Thank you. Councilor Um why are you here tonight?
8: Well, tonight, you know what? We want to find out how many people are there without a home. So we're going to go out tonight and see if we can find out how many and, and, uh, and just take a look to get a better idea here of what homelessness is like in Vagina.
3: Why are you doing this yourself, though, and not just, like, you know, leaving it up to a contractor or something?
8: Oh, no, it's important that we do it. I want to know myself, and uh, I want to see, really, um, the impact and what's happening out in our city. That's why I want to do it, and that's why it's important to be here.
3: Yeah. Uh, what team are you on? Do you know?
8: No, I will be finding out. <laughs>
3: but you're going to walk the streets?
8: I hope so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to find out exactly. So, no, I, I really, I said that. This is what really is important in our city. Yeah. And uh, so this is a, a great start. So uh, thank you to all the organizers for doing this, because this is how we're going to make a difference and end homelessness in our city. How
0: it's going to work uh, getting yourselves organized in your teams. You'll, you'll notice or you'll remember, hopefully, this is happening like 90 minutes ago. Also, I just want to say that my story can make it has come that early. I, I kind of overestimated how much time to
3: Can I ask you how things went? Sure. Yeah, where were you?
9: Um, so we were by Victoria Park, Regina Library area, Cornwall. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And did you do a lot of interviews?
9: We did. We actually did probably about 10 of them oh, really? who qualified. Um, we had some really great encounters with people who were willing to tell their story. Some were a little bit resistant. Uh, we had one incident where a gentleman was extremely intoxicated, so there was you know some extended emergency support needed. But overall, the experience with everyone was... Um, they were really open with wanting to tell their story and become involved in creating that change and that call to action. And what
3: did this mean for you to like uh, encounter these people on the streets tonight? It
9: was really, uh, you know, it was powerful and emotional. And if anything, it was a motivation for us to keep coming out to events like this, so eventually there never needs to be any more of them. And it's that motivation behind, you know, keep having people involved and creating a change so that there doesn't have to be interviews anymore and no one needs to answer those questions.
3: Can I get your names? Uh, My name's Larry.
9: Angelica. Uh, So
3: where were you guys tonight? Uh, We were working, like, in, um, I guess, the heritage area. Um like along Douglas Avenue, uh Park Street and Broadway. Broadway Avenue. Like in that was like and Winnipeg Street I guess was the the outer border there. What did you guys discover while you were out tonight? Like about that neighborhood. Well in the area that we were in, uh we didn't run into like any any homeless people. Um like that area. The people the few people that we did talk to, they were uh said that they had like stable homes they were living in.
4: The area is is kind of like a a high class area and to street people it 's a bottle run, so in the daytime it 'll be uh, that 's when you 'd see the homeless people on bikes because they do have uh, high class areas that 's where most of them get their you know their money from bottles so they go into those areas that in the morning especially that 's when they all go out that 's when you see them you 'll see like three or four in a back alley following each other and oh there he goes and you know they have their own little routes and stuff yeah. that that would be more feasible because they are out and they're always kicked out of shelters and places mm-hmm. they have to be out of there so they start roaming start looking for money and and those the places we went would be a a bottle run for them that's the only time you would see them
3: yeah. right right so, yeah i'm sorry i didn't get your name darlene yeah, you, uh,
4: you can talk
3: to
8: <laughs> okay. She's not the talker, she only the talk
3: flashlight. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should first start with uh, your names and where were you guys stationed? Um, Amanda, and we were stationed southwest, Dudney to Sass Drive to North Railroad, Railway. Okay. And what did you guys encounter?
8: Uh, We only really had one person who was experiencing homelessness that was open about it. Um, We had quite a few people who weren't able to speak with us or willing, and some people who were able to talk to us but just weren't experiencing homelessness.
3: What did you guys get out of doing this tonight?
8: Um... You know, it was just knowing that we've contributed and, you know, touching base with some people. Had a couple nice conversations and, yeah, nice to connect with people.
0: But it just me a better sense of
3: the community. You know, you're not in every neighborhood at night and especially the neighborhood we were, you know, borderlines or... some of our the neighborhoods that we would consider to be some of the toughest ones, so it just gives you a different perception to be there at night, just talking to the people who live there,
0: who are out, you know, just living their daily life like you and I, so it just gives me a better appreciation for our community. Oh. Sure. Angelique Chouinard. and I'm Jasper Leclerc.
3: Hey. Uh So where were you guys uh, located
0: tonight? We were at the Glencairn 7-Eleven in Salvation Army. What did you guys encounter? <laughs> um... There wasn't uh, a whole lot of participation, uh, but we kind of viewed that twofold. So it was good because we, we weren't seeing the homelessness, but it was also not the information that we might have been seeking to connect um, the hidden homeless with the resources that they need.
3: Did you feel like your time was uh, well spent, though, by going out and doing this? I think so. I think, yeah, like, so we've
0: covered that that area is probably okay. And then um, there was there was one guy there who had just gone through um, a breakup or a divorce of some sort, um, and was in his cousin's house, right? And so I, I think it's good to cover those things too, because like that's kind of where it starts sometimes. Like that, if maybe you're depressed afterwards and staying at your cousin's house for a week could turn into a month, which could turn into you need to move out, which turns into where am I going to go now? And it's good to find those roots.
3: Um, so if I could get your name into the microphone. Chilo Chief. Uh, where were you uh, stationed tonight?
7: Well, I was stationed out at the Walmart down in the East End, but unfortunately they told us to leave, dip out. So it was kind of a unfortunate time, but then I ended up going to the 7-Eleven on Garage Street, which was uh, my second choice to be uh, doing a pin count.
3: And what did you encounter there?
7: Uh, we've encountered a couple, like, uh, quite a bit of people uh, experiencing homelessness and like, went through the shelters and went through the like, like the lifestyle that they had. And, you know, uh, it was a very good experience. You know, got to have a wide variety of people. Tell you about how many people did you encounter? We've counted at least around 12 to 15 people. Yeah, most of them uh, were just walking in and out and, you know, yeah. roaming around. It was it was an experience. Yeah. So what does it mean to you sort of personally
3: to have uh, gone through this experience?
7: Honestly, personally, I'm glad that people are uh, taking the initiative, especially in the city of Virginia, because I myself, I have experienced homelessness, and it's not a very fun area to be in. Uh, to see, like, you know, people that are experiencing it on a daily basis, you know, to actually, like, us... To be able to go help them and to get more information on what can be provided for them and you know I'm glad that we are taking this initiative and to be able to assist those that are needed because the experiences you know it's quite rough out there.
3: How long ago was it that you were homeless?
7: Uh, I was at least homeless for at least five months when I was back in the youth, uh, living on the streets, living in my own car, and you know, it wasn't, wasn't the best of the times, but you know, it was somewhere where I was, uh, felt somewhere where I was safe. I had to go find places where I can go dip out for the night and stay warm, sure. and you know, that wasn't very pleasant at all, but all in all, at least I was somewhat safe.
3: Yeah. and was that here in Regina?
7: Yeah, yeah, definitely here in Regina. Yeah. yeah. Over the winter? Uh, I've experienced at least a week in a winter, and mm-hmm. that was in my vehicle. And oh my goodness, that was that was something. Yeah. You know, it was just sitting in a car, sitting in my car in an alley, you know, and trying to tuck it down for the night. It was a very chilly experience, and mo-
1: not most likely recommended, but very dangerous. Lots of exciting stories to tell, but you, you did do some interviews tonight. We did actually. We had lots of conversations. It's a very interesting stories. Uh, some people were busy on their way somewhere else um, I think the, the first group that I found you know our group found that was kind of exactly who we wanted to be discussing this with a group of young people uh, woman in her early 20s she's living in a shelter she was with some friends one was living with a buddy uh, hopefully finding a new place of his own um, a life story that she didn't want to get into but i mean she highlighted some addiction issues and she highlighted homelessness living in a shelter in the city and what was just kind of interesting about that is it was just normal for her and she'd been in those shelters for quite a while uh this other gentleman he is not homeless but he had been living in Wascana Park for a year he has his own apartment. He finally got hooked into uh, financial support that he needed. And for whatever reason, he wasn't accessing. He had been living in and out of homelessness in the bush somewhere since he was eight. Oh, so I just can't wrap my head around how cool he was with the ideas like, yeah, I was fine living in Wisconsin Park for a year and for his whole life off and on being homeless. And was quite pleased to have his own place. Personally, what did you uh, what
3: did you get out of doing this tonight?
1: Well, a lot of things. One, I was just I was really excited and inspired by how many people were in this room when we started. Hundreds of people. Uh, I think it's a real a testament to the growing interest in this. And I like how this conversation often wraps into housing first and the fact that we can end homelessness and we we know how to develop these programs. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation I was having with the two other individuals who. Uh, when we were walking around the community, that's always exciting. I, and residents and people who work for social services talking about the lived realities and why it's important for them to be part of this. And just chatting with folks on the street. Not everyone wants to talk, and I, I get it. Uh, people are going to and from work, maybe coming from the bar, uh, some interesting farm kids outside of um a bar downtown, (laughs) kind of interesting to talk to. Yeah. But I think this is important and maybe not the survey itself so much as people being as interested in addressing homelessness all over the city and wanting to see something change.
3: So those were interviews from last night's uh, homelessness point in time count here in Regina. Those we're uh, fascinating. Oh, cheers. And uh, yeah, we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. That last voice there was Ward 3 Councillor Andrew Stevens, and uh, earlier on I spoke with uh, Councillor Uh The mayor was also there, gave an address, the social services minister, Trent watherspoon um, Yeah, and like, a, like they mentioned, there was definitely around 300 people were in the uh, hall uh when things uh when things got going hmm. i was personally stationed in a uh, cathedral and um it was pretty quiet for us we did i uh, did meet a few people who were um, homeless and living in cathedral uh well uh one person was living on the streets in cathedral and he was panhandling around uh, the hmm. Safeway another was a busker and he was uh he was uh, couch surfing he was living at his girlfriend's place at that point but he had nowhere to go if she decided to kick him out which she thought was funny um uh another couple uh we spoke with uh were also homeless. they were living at uh their grandmother's place and their gr- gran- but um they had addiction issues and uh their grandmother was uh going to be evicted uh next month and so Why? not only would they be homeless next month but uh so would uh so would their grandmother so yeah, I think having one of one of the things when I went in to do the point count because i didn't do the last one. Um, you go into it kind of thinking, I'm going to go out, I'm going to walk the streets of Regina and I'm going to, you know, hear these stories and, you know, meet these people who are living through these rough times. Mm-hmm. Um, from the people I met, uh, in Cathedral who, uh, were living rough and from the people I met at the point in time count who had been homeless at various points in their lives. Because a lot of, you know, formerly homeless people did decide to come out and, uh, help out with the point count um it's just how ordinary it really is how it um i don't know they, i think for people who haven't been through it there's kind of a television version of right. homelessness right. you or like
2: a strange mystique like yeah. of, of the rounded or something yeah. yeah like
3: you know crazy person on the street corner who spouts nonsense and you know, crazy hair and lives, you know, on a grate.
2: But has something valuable to teach you before the end of the episode.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much more mundane than that. Um, And, you know, like uh, several people pointed out to me over the course of the night, you know, a lot of people are just like one paycheck away from homelessness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I I hope it's worthwhile. Uh, I spoke with Addison Doherty, who is the the main organizer and uh, former guest here at the Mm -hmm. Queen City Improvement Bureau.
2: Former improvement vector.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to come back when they get some uh, data and uh, can talk to us about that. They're, he's going to come in, and uh, we'll uh, see how things turned out and see what they're going to do next uh, Next pick count.
2: Yeah. I am looking forward to such an event.
3: Cool. All right, so that's it for another uh, meeting. Uh, there's nothing left on the agenda at this point.
2: Nothing. Should we just move to adjourn?
3: I think, you know, it's pretty much adjournment time. It's
2: adjournment time at the old QCIB. <laughs> well, hello there. Oh. I didn't see you. It's time to go. Short, shortest show of its kind ever. All
3: right, move to adjourn. Oh, I second that motion.
2: I, too, second. Oh, I third that motion. That's weird. Anyway, meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Your hosts have been Paul Shen and Aiden Morgan. No guests tonight, but we thank anybody who even came close to our to show. Uh, music is, uh, Brian Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, uh, coming up next, we have the Nerdcore Cabaret with Matty V, followed by the Cockpit, and then the Melt. You can find us on Twitter at QueenCityIB, or on our website, QueenCityIB.com. Uh, no more Melt. No more Melt. The melt, melt. Oh, sorry, Melt, the Melt froze. I'm so sorry. Uh, so it's just, it's just music. So, uh, my bad. Uh. Um, Yeah, we're broadcast 7 to 8 Thursdays and we broadcast Monday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. I believe that's it. Keep on improving your time.